my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Fuller House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Fuller Full House Fuller House podcast. So today I'm bringing to you two episodes from season one. Season one, episode 10, A Giant Leap, which aired February 26, 2016. Things get out of hand when Stephanie's new boyfriend, Hunter Pence, of the San Francisco Giants, invites everyone to one of his baseball games. Another summary, Aunt Stephanie is dating Hunter Pence of the San Francisco Giants, but he hasn't had a hit since they started their relationship. She's the blonde, in quotes. From the internet rumors, DJ intends to tell Steve that she's interested in another man, but is interrupted by a kiss. All right, and of course, the next episode, because now we're doing um, two episodes in one podcast episode. Season 1, episode 11, Partnerships in the Night. Also, February 26, 2016. Stephanie and Kimmy form a strange partnership. DJ's boss retires and Max is Jackson and Ramona right where he wants them. Alright, going back to War of the Roses. 7.5 out of 10. Out of 562 ratings, we have guest starring Michael Sun Lee is... Whoops, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I jumped too far back. Excuse me. A Giant Leap. Guest starring Hunter Pence as Hunter Pence. Brad Grundberg as Fan and Derek Viverios as Vendor. Directing this episode, we got Rob Schiller. Writers, we have Jeff Franklin, the creator. We got Julie Thacker Scully. Teleplay. Teleplay also by Andrew Gottlieb. We got story by Amy and Wendy Engelberg, Joe Vargas, staff writer, Paulina Diaz, staff writer. Connections for this is the first time it'll be on Sports Center. Features A clip is shown of DJ Tanner and Steve Hale saying they love each other and kissing at the prom. Ah. Fuller House from Secrets, Lies, and Fire Traps. A clip is shown of DJ Tanner Fuller and Matt Harmon's first kiss. (laughs) All right. Do we have trivia? We do. All right. Here we go. Stephanie has a brief relationship with Hunter Pence, who plays for the real-life MLB San Francisco Giants and wears jersey number eight. In the prequel show Full House, Stephanie plays for the Little League Giants and wears jersey number eight, which is also Pence's jersey number. Right! Yes! In season four, Stephanie plays the field with Brett Brett. (laughs) 
In the original Full House show, Stephanie thought she was a jinx in the episode Cutting It Close. In this episode, she is said to be a jinx as well. Filming took place during a real-life Dodgers-Giants game. It is revealed that Dr. Harmon is from Miami. Alright, so there are no goofs. Let me see what we have for... Let's see. Alright. Studio at, from July 16, 2021, rates this a 3 out of 10, titles A Giant Leap. Every sitcom has weaker episodes, and this is a fine example. The scenes of the baseball games are cringy, to say the least. It is nice to see them give DJ a bit more of a life, though, rather than just being the perfect mother-slash-straight character while the others do fun things. Not great, but amiable enough. A bit like the show in general, I suppose you could say. All right, before I officially get into the podcast, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new listeners, know where they can find the podcast on social media. All right, so yes, the podcast does have a Facebook page as part of social media. You can search Full House Podcast, Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Atlanta Holy Tulip Podcast will pop up. You can see what series that of episodes that I've done in the last four years. You can also see the episodes I'm going to be covering in the current current months. As in, this is now 2024, even though I'm recording it in late September of 2023. Also, you can rate and review the podcast on iTunes. You can have fun with it. Use emojis to describe episode characters or episode titles. Tell me your favorite or least favorite character of either show. You could even hit me up with a trivia question, although I'm more well-versed in Full House than I am in Fuller House, to be honest. If you want to get your voice heard on the podcast, you can email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And also, lastly, if you're new to Full House or Fuller House podcasts, you may see there are a handful of podcasts out there related to either show. Mine, of course, is a Ears of All Ages podcast, which you can easily tell when the podcast has a rating of C, which means clean. E, of course, is for explicit. There are also, if you don't know, a couple of podcast rewatches by the alumni of Full House and, of course, Fuller House. We have... Full House Rewind with Dave Coulier, where he invites different guests onto the show. His podcast, I would hope, at this point in January 2024, has resumed. He had put it on pause due to the writer strike and everything like that. Andrea and Jody are hightailing it through season one of Full House. Every single week they've released an episode. At this point in time, they are already up to, I believe... Maybe episode 9, I think that's a miracle of Thanksgiving. I'm not entirely sure. But I've listened to the podcast. I do like it. Um, They go based off the scripts of the episodes. So that's kind of on Andrea's side. And then, of course, they talk about their memories and all that fun stuff. It's really a great insight to 
the episodes we're all familiar with, but to get an insight from somebody, you know, or somebody, you know, people that were there, they played the characters, they were in those scenes, and they're going to be able to tell us about things we most likely wouldn't know. So definitely, if you if you're looking for to stroll down memory lane with the cast of Full House and the episodes, check out How Rude Tanneritos and Full House Rewind with Dave Coulier. How Rude Tanneritos, of course, is Andrea Barber and Jody Sweeten. So, all right, without further ado, let's jump into a giant leap. So we come out of the intro, we're in the living room, we got, we got baby Tommy in his little playpen, we got Max training Cosmo with treats. Oh, it's like he's trying to do a duo training with Cosmo and Ma uh, and Tommy, because he turns to Tommy and says, hey Tommy, see how easy that is? And he says, Tommy, shake, and he <laughs> shakes, Max shakes his hand and puts... I hope that's not a dog treat in Tommy's mouth. This baby, he's such a bouncing baby. It's so cute. DJ comes over and asks, Max, what are you trying to do? And Max says, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm training Tommy to do tricks. Gosh, you know what this just reminds me of? <laughs> when DJ wanted to know what was in that blue bag in season one, so she pulled out an Oreo for Michelle and tried to get Michelle, like, dig in the bag because she uh dj slips the oreo in there like forget the cookie get the zipper open find out what uncle jesse's hiding in there <laughs> max you didn't because dj asked oh why does his breath smell like pepperoni oh you didn't give him a dog treat did you this is what he meant <laughs> because he wouldn't eat the sausages <laughs> This kid's giving his little baby brother dog treats. Oh my gosh. But I like how he's so matter of fact with DJ. Like, because he wouldn't eat the sausages. Hello? I I thought he'd give, but even still, isn't a cookie a little hard for him? Because I don't know how many teeth that baby's got, but yeah. Okay, Cosmo. Shake. <laughs> comes out we see Jackson and Ramona coming down the stairs we see Kimmy coming out from the laundry room or kitchen we got Stephanie coming through the door she's like I got it I got it I got it they all want to know who's at that or maybe they already have a clue yeah Jackson and Ramona and Kimmy all have their phones out and they're all kind of like hey can we get a picture and Stephanie's like look okay well okay I just I just started dating this guy. Basically, Hunter, <clears throat> excuse me, Hunter Pence is basically a celebrity in a way. At least as close to a celebrity as they're ever going to get to. 
And Stephanie's like begging the family, like, just please, act normal, okay? And Jackson says, but it's Hunter Pence. He's my favorite San Francisco giant. According to Jackson, Hunter Pence has won two World Series. He's like, look, just don't embarrass me, okay? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're cool. It's cool. Hunter Pence. This guy's got a lot of beard going on. I gotta say that much. Ramona and Jackson, like, rush Hunter Pence on the doorstep. Like, hey, we all need to get a selfie. Even Max, who's got, he's got his glove. Yeah, they're all, like, in his face with the cameras, like, trying to get a selfie with him. And poor Stephanie's like, Hunter, I apologize. This is my family not embarrassing me. Okay, I gotta ask, why is Elias on the floor? <laughs> this kid, why is he, he's, like, on the floor with his baseball glove? I, I had to rewind it for a second because I thought, like, oh, in the rush to get down the steps, did he, like, get, like, trampled or something? But no, he's, like... I think this kid's just really like a high wire. Like, he's just full of sugar. Like, an energy, this kid. And I like how Hunter Pence is like, hey, look, I don't know what all the fuss is about. I'm just a regular guy. He says, I put on my uniform two legs at a time. And DJ corrects him, like, oh, DJ. She says, don't you mean one leg at a time? And he says, no. I stand on my bed and jump right into them. Kimmy, oh my goodness. She shakes his hand and says, it's a pleasure to meet you, Underpants. And he's like, it's Hunter Pence. In any way, shape, or form, like Underpants. And Kimmy asks, really? She's like, huh, that's disappointing. And DJ's like, oh, sis, sis, it. It's so nice to have you here. You and DJ, you and DJ, DJ, you and Stephanie make the cutest couple. <laughs> The family crowds around him. Like, they, like, oh, they're just so, in this again, this is, like, the closest they will ever get to a real celebrity, even if it's a sports celebrity. They're really tough. DJ is really schmoozing. She's, like, and Stephanie is the nicest person I've ever met. It's, like, well, Hunter would know he's dating her. And DJ bends down and says, uh, how was that? Stephanie tells her, except for the part where you asked me how it was, it was great. And Ramona apparently has got the stats on Hunter Pence. She's like, oh, it's so awesome. Your lifetime batting average is 284. And I, I don't know if that stuff is. I don't watch sports. I mean, that's basically just Greek to me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, she is. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie's fate was feeding them all this information. Because Ramona's like, right, Steph? And Stephanie's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Ramona didn't just come up with it off the top of her head, so she's not a true fan? Okay. And Hunter Pence is so cool. He's so chill. He's like, and you kids, it's really cool to meet all of you, and you're you're so lucky to have Stephanie as your aunt. So, I mean, honestly, that would be cool. Stephanie is the coolest. I honestly, if I were, like, born in the early aughts, I would love to have Stephanie as an aunt. And he apparently did. Uh, Stephanie was feeding Hunter Pence lines to deliver. Because he's like, oh, did I get that right, Steph? And she's like, look, okay, I, I wanted this to go well. 
So here comes the rumor mill. Kimmy says, hey, Hunter, I read online that you eat pizza with a fork. That is not the I've eaten pizza with a fork, especially if you reheat, you know, the day after pizza. And Hunter says, don't trust anything you read online. Yeah, Kimmy, definitely don't do that. Except for that. And he pulls out, he's got it on a necklace or something underneath his jacket. It's a fork. A special pizza fork. And it looked like it's like plated gold. Hurt like the times or whatever of the fourth like jabbing you in the chest that would hurt. I'm surprised he doesn't have it like in a ziploc bag like taped around the fork, and then hanging from the uh, the chain. Apparently they think it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. Like they've never seen a fork before. And Stephanie's just gushing. Ah, oh, isn't he the cutest? And she pulls him up from the couch and says. Oh, I just could get lost in those big old crazy eyes of yours. And he's like, well, I only have, he says, I only have crazy eyes for you. And DJ said, oh, well, this is so nice of you to invite us all to the game today. And he pulls out of his pocket the tickets and says, you guys don't want to miss Stephanie singing during the seventh inning stretch. I thought, well, how does that go? I'm just curious because there are people that have like sung the Star Spangled Banner, you know, Actors, actresses, singers, just people in general. And I'm just like, aside from the celebrities doing it, how do other people get the opportunity to do that? I'm just, I'm, I'm curious at sporting events, especially, you know, baseball events. It seems like a lot of the Star Spangled is sung at the baseball games. Well, and I remember when I would go to those hockey games, they had that there too, but... I'm just kind of curious, like, what is the protocol for, like, oh, I mean, do they, like, just anybody do it? Is there, like, circum certain circumstances, you know, things that you gotta meet to be able to do that? I mean, I'm just curious, like, what is the standard protocol to be able to do that? Outside of being a celebrity. <laughs> so, Hunter Penn's act, he's got some pull because <laughs> he was able to get her his girlfriend to sing the national anthem at the game. So she's a little nervous. She's downright terrified. And he's like, yeah, you said you wanted to start a, a singing career. And I thought this would be the you know best way to get you out there. And Stephanie's like, yeah, but I was kind of picturing in my head a open mic night at a deserted coffee shop. Oh, she's singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game to people at a ball game. I thought she was singing the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Happiest moment in baseball. Mm hmm And he says, oh, except for when you take your cup off during a doubleheader. Like, okay. Kimmy <laughs> nudges Hunter and says, don't I know it? And he looks at her like, what? So Max goes up to Hunter and asks, Mr. Hunter Pencer, I have show and tell on Monday. So he basically wants to wants to catch a ball, like, in the stands. Like, can you hit one in my direction? Since you know what seat numbers we're going to be in. Yeah, he's like, can you please hit me a foul ball? Oh, how can you say no to this kid? How can you say no to this kid? And Hunter's honest with him. Like, hey, man, I mean, I I'd love to do that. I'm kind of in a bit of a slump right now, so I can't really promise anything. But I'll try. 
Ah, the fist bump! <laughs> it's like, all right, I will do the best I can, man. So here's where we go where Stephanie feels like she's kind of a jinx. She says, you know, I'm starting to think your slump is my fault. And she says, I mean, you haven't gotten a hit since we started dating. And apparently on the internet, yes, Stephanie is known as the mystery blonde. Jackson fills us in on this uh, rumor mill. Jason, you're the jinx. It's all over the internet. Like, uh-huh. And apparently everyone else has heard there. What? Like, wait, what? What? Hold on a second. You're the jinx? And Hunter comes to Stephanie's defense saying, hey, it's not Stephanie's fault. I, guys, I'm the one swinging the bat, okay? Stop criticizing. DJ, why did you got to criticize everyone? It's like, speaking of swinging the bat, you're a tad late on the fastball. Girl, I don't see you out there with a bat. And Jackson adds, and dropping your right elbow. Kimmy adds, you're swinging at garbage. What is this? Tra there, it, it seems like it's turning into trash talk now. I was like, come on. Leave it. He got your tickets to the game. You should be grateful. I'd be like, okay, and I'm taking those tickets back. <laughs> and Hunter Penn says, I'll be sure to let our batting coach know. And Kimmy says, you have a batting coach? Fire that guy! Oh, Kimmy, I love ya. <laughs> so, they open the door. Hunter Pence goes, is ready to go out. However, Matt's coming in. Ah, oh, and he is like starstruck. Matt says, Hunter Pence! Dude, you are the greatest. Hunter Pence is so happy. Like, man, finally! A real fan, finally! Because <laughs> everyone else was basically just schmoozing him. For Stephanie's sake. And he's like, oh, hey, man, I played some Little League. From one all-star to another, you should probably choke up on that bat. Oh, my, stop giving him batting tips. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's like, you know, I think I'll leave the tickets at Will Call next time. Okay, look, I just started dating this guy. Everybody, just please act normal. But it's Hunter Pence. He's my favorite San Francisco giant. The man's won two World Series. Just don't embarrass me, okay? All right, okay. Hunter, I apologize. This is my family not embarrassing me. <laughs> fuss is about. I'm just a regular guy. I put on my uniform two legs at a time. Don't you mean one leg at a time? Uh, no. I stand on my bed and jump right into him. It's a pleasure to meet you, underpants. It's Hunter Pence. Really? Hmm. That's disappointing. Well, sit, 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 sit. Oh, it's so nice to have you. You and Stephanie make mm -hmm. the cutest and Stephanie is the nicest person I've ever met. How was that? Except for the part where you asked me how it was. It was great. It's so awesome. Your lifetime batting average is 284. Right, Steph? Right. Well, I'm delighted to meet all of you guys. And you kids, you're so lucky to have Stephanie as your aunt. <laughs> Did I get that right, Steph? <laughs> 
Okay, look, I, I wanted this to go well. Hey, Hunter, I read online that you eat pizza with a fork. Don't trust anything you read online. Except for that. I got my special pizza fork right here at all times. Check that out. Aw, isn't he just the cutest? I just get lost in those big old crazy eyes. <laughs> well, I only have crazy eyes for you. Oh. Well, this is so nice of you to invite us all to the game today. Oh, here are your tickets. You guys don't want to miss Stephanie singing during the seventh inning stretch. And thanks for hooking this up, but uh, it's a little terrifying. You said you wanted to start a singing career. Yeah, I was thinking more an open mic night at a deserted coffee house. You're singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game to people at a ball game. It's the happiest moment in baseball. Except for when you take your cup off after a doubleheader. Don't I know it. <laughs> Mr. Hunter Pincer, um, I have show and tell on Monday. Could you please send me a foul ball? I'm in a little bit of a slump right now, so I can't promise you anything, but I will give it my best shot. How about that? You know, I'm starting to think your slump is my fault. And you haven't gotten a hit since we started dating. Oh, my gosh. You're the mystery blonde. <gasps> You're the jinx. Oh, it's all over the Internet. Hey, guys, it's not Stephanie's fault. I'm the one who's swinging the bat. Oh, well, speaking of swinging the bat, you're a tad late on the fastball. And dropping your right elbow. You're swinging at garbage. I'll be sure to let our batting coach know. You have a batting coach? Better fire that guy. <laughs> Hunter Pace! Dude, you are the greatest! Man, finally, a real fan! <laughs> oh, my God. oh, hey, man. I played some Little League from one All Star to another. You should probably choke up on that bat. <laughs> I think I'll leave the tickets at Will Call next time. So Matt goes down and says, oh, I'm here for my ticket. And DJ says, yeah, here you are. We'll see you in the seats. So Matt's like, all right, I'll see you all there. And DJ's like, wait. And she hands baby Tommy to Stephanie because she says, Matt, there's one thing I got to talk to you about out on the porch. And he's like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And she immediately starts kissing him. And he's like, wow, oh, I remember the thing I need to talk to you about. And then he starts kissing her. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. They all know. She walks in the door and they're kind of giving her the eye. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. We saw and heard you out there. Uh, you were talking about animal clinic business stuff. Uh-huh. Sure you were, Deej. And Jackson goes up to DJ and says, Mom, come on, admit it. You like him. And DJ asks the boys, would it bother you boys if I did? Because I know she's also trying to think of how they would feel. Because it's only been, what, a year or so since their dad passed away? They're pretty blasé about it. They're pretty nonchalant. Like, oh yeah, I like him. He's cool. No biggie. DJ asks us something, wow, that went better than I thought it would. And Ramona says, yeah, I'm not your kid, but I like him too. And Stephanie, who's holding baby Tommy, says, Tommy, what do you think? And she holds Tommy up in front of her and says, he's no three-time all-star, but he's okay. <laughs> and, you know, the kids all vacate. And DJ says, you know, wow, I'm just, I'm so glad that the kids are cool with Matt. 
And Kimmy says, hey, have you mentioned this to Steve? To Steve? He might not think Matt's so great. It's like, but DJ doesn't owe anything to Steve because she's not dating him. It's not up to Steve. And DJ says, I know I've been avoiding this too long. I'm going to tell Steve that I'm interested in someone else. And she says, I mean, we haven't dated in like 20 years. It'll be fine. I think Steve 20 years ago would have maybe handled it better than Steve like 20 plus years later would. Like present Steve. Past Steve would have been, uh, he would have adjusted. Uh, present Steve, there's just, he honestly just, he feels about as neurotic as DJ does. The, the characters are just, I get it, they're older, but it's like they are comp not even really a shred of who they used to be. And I think it's more the actors playing themselves sometimes than they're playing the characters. And DJ's like, it'll be fine. Kimmy and Stephanie look at her like, are you kidding me? No, it won't be. You know Steve now. The, you know this version of Steve. Yeah, she, DJ's like, oh, can you guys tell him for me? And, again, Stephanie imitating Baby Tommy's baby voice says, I'll tell him. Sorry, Steve. Mom likes another dude. <laughs> oh, we were, we were just talking about animal clinic business stuff. No, you weren't. They're not dumb. Um, you like him. Would it bother you boys if I did? No, that's cool. I like him. I'm not your kid, but I like him too. Tommy, what do you think? He's not a three-time all-star, but he's okay. Wow, I'm I'm so glad that the kids are cool with Matt, because he is kind of great. Have you mentioned this to Steve? He might not think Matt's so great. Oh, I know. I've been avoiding this for too long. I'm going to go tell Steve that I'm interested in someone else. I mean, we haven't dated in 20 years. It'll be fine. Can you guys tell him for me? I'll tell him. Sorry, Steve. Mom likes another dude. All right, so now we're in the kitchen, and Jackson's sitting up on the kitchen counter. He's like, look, Lola's coming to the game with us today. Can you laugh if I, when I say something funny? And Ramona says, yeah, sure. If that ever happens, she's holding a bowl of grapes. That is all about eating healthy. Or at least DJ is. The show is pushing this on the viewers. And like, oh, all my kids eat healthy foods. Which, to each their own. <laughs> Nothing wrong with eating fruits and veggies. Or snacking on them. And Jackson hops off the counter, goes over over to Ramona and says, look, this is important to me. She's, Ramona says, fine, I'll be your wing girl. Just try to be cool. Stop with the J money. Oh my gosh, Jackson, just stop. He says, J money, don't try. J money is. I'm gonna, oh, I don't know, but someone's got to put the J money out of the J money misery because I can't take it no more. Ramona laughs at that. Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm sure if Ramona, or, or if Lola said, hey, can you stop with the J money? Because I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, Ramona's like, what? You told me to laugh if you said something funny, J money. 
So, since Lola's coming to the game with us, can you please make me look good by laughing when I say something funny? Sure, if that ever happens. <laughs> Come on, this is important to me. Fine, I'll be your wing girl. Just try to be cool. J-Money don't try, J-Money is. <laughs> what? You told me to laugh if you said something funny, J-Money. Oh, this is cute! So, Steve and DJ are walking Cosmo and Cosmo Jr. Jr. Cosmo's, yeah, it's Cosmo's doggy mom. And he is basically nonplus. He really has no reaction whatsoever. And Steve just wants more time with DJ. He's like, you know, we should walk our dogs together every morning and every night. And he, dude, you are like, he, he needs to slow down. He says, hey, let's just move in together. <sighs> Steve, you need to just slow down. I get it. This is season one. We know what happens in season five, but he's just, gosh, gosh, he's just, he's pressuring her. And she's got to deliver bad news that she's dating Matt. For the dogs, uh-huh, sure. I mean, I'm sure that they'll be fine once, you know, they're married and Steve moves in there. Because we never see Cosmo Jr. Jr. again after this. And DJ asks, hey, do you have a minute to chat? And he's like, yeah, I gotta meet some friends later, but sure, I, I got time. So she starts, she sits next to Steve on the bench and says, you know, I know we've been spending a lot of time together lately. And she's like, yeah, and it's been great spending time together. And then he cuts her off and says, isn't it crazy how fate has brought us back together like this? And he says, you always hear about couples who were each other's first loves. And then later in life, they find their way back to each other. And she says, oh, you're such a romantic. That's one of the things I love about you. Exactly, because she's got a history with Steve. A 20-year history with Steve probably why this is going to make it that much hard to crush his soul and heart and spirit. And he's like, hey, what are some, because she says, oh, that's what I love about you. And he's like, oh, yeah, what are some other things? I could be late to meet his friends. And she says, oh, I love that you make me laugh. And I love the fact that we're still, fr I like how she says friends, like basically putting out, we're friends, we're hanging out. And he says, I got to be honest, since you've been hanging out like this, all these old feelings are coming back. And part of me feels like it's kind of one-sided for the most part. Because, you know, she did have a chance with Steve. He's he's even now putting out those signs like, hey, I'm you know I'm available. We could get back together. But, you know, she's wanting to move on with Matt at the time being. And he asks, well, what about you? And she says, well, of course, I mean, I still care about you. So he's like, oh, Deej, let's see if we still have the same old chemistry. And then she's like, I don't know. And then he leans forward and kisses her. He says, see, that was our first kiss since high school. Although if she's kind of sort of dating Matt in a way, I don't think this is appropriate. But then again, it is what it is. As she is reminiscing. She's like, oh, I feel like we're back under the bleachers again. <laughs> you were pretty fun. He says, yeah, that kiss was nice, but we can do a whole lot better. So she is just really on the fence about this. And she says, she she honestly, she's putting a hand like, Steve, I, I can't. And he's like, yeah, sure you can, watch. It's like, 
she's putting up a wall right now. She's just saying, look. And he is kind of jumping in on her space. Like, even the kiss, there was resistance from DJ. Because, again, she's trying to tell him something. And he is not taking the hint. She is basically a semi-closed-off person right now. It's like, if someone's not giving you a sign that they want you to kiss them, how about don't? Part of me thinks that Steve knows that she is resistant and he's just trying to push her back into this relationship when she's not ready. Or even if she wants to do that. He just seems so, he just is coming off so pushy right now. Of course, we see Kimmy and Stephanie watching from the window. And Stephanie says, whoa, she is really letting him down easy. And Kimmy says, yeah, she seems to be taking the bad news pretty well. So, yeah, they break from the kiss, and Steve is like, well, I guess I better get going. She's like, yeah, I think you should. And he stands up woozy. He's like, have you seen my dog? Comment. <laughs> Cosmo's first walk with his donkey mom. Yeah, we should walk our dogs together every morning. And every night. Hey, let's just move in together. <laughs> no. You know, for the dogs. Do you, um, have a minute to chat? Yeah, I gotta meet some friends later, but sure. Sit. <laughs> Good dogs. Good Steve. <laughs> you know, I know we've been spending a lot of time together lately. And, and it's been great, but... Isn't it I, crazy how fate has brought us back together like this? I mean, you always hear about couples who are each other's first loves, and then later in life, they find their way back to each other. Aw, you're such a romantic. It's one of the things I love about you. What are some other things? <laughs> I could be late. <laughs> well, I love that you always make me laugh. And I love that we're still friends. I gotta be honest... Since we've been hanging out again like this, all these old feelings are coming back. What about you? Well, of course I still care about you. I, I... feel exactly the same way. <laughs> hey, uh, Deej, I wonder if uh, we still have the old chemistry. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's find out. <laughs> you know, that was our first kiss since high school. I feel like we're back underneath the bleachers again. <laughs> oh, you were pretty fun. Oh, I'm a lot more fun now. I mean, look, that kiss, that was really nice, but we could do a whole lot better. Steve, I, I can't. Sure you can. Watch. kitchen we see stephanie reading a man reading f just flipping through a magazine upside down they're trying to be nonchalant like they weren't looking out the window 
And Kimmy's like, girl, you are pouring from an empty, um, coffee, what have you. I mean, into a coffee cup. I'm like, girl, there ain't nothing in there. You couldn't be more obvious if you tried. I would have just left the kitchen and just went into the living room and sat down on the couch and just started, like, flipping through the channels. <laughs> DJ says, uh, Kimmy, you realize there's no coffee in that pot, right? Yeah, sure, Kimmy. Sure you're cutting back on your caffeine. Okay. <laughs> I love that. So, of course, DJ's like, oh, you saw our little kiss goodbye. And Stephanie says, well, yeah, we saw the G-rated, you know, the G-rated pack. And then Stephanie says, and then, you know, the R-rated full frontal Frenching. So DJ says, well, I was going to tell him about Matt, but then he kissed me and I, I liked it. Well, I mean, he was your first boyfriend, your first real boyfriend. Okay, they're going, whatever sound effect they're using is just the woos. It's a little being overdone, overused, because that realization after she, DJ says, I liked it, just a woo, I'm like, okay, let's, like, calm down on the woos. Okay, she says she just kissed Matt two hours ago, so she been outside with Steve for, like, an hour and a half, or what? Because that didn't feel like two hours to me. It just felt like he was there, grabbed his ticket, and left. She Oh, they went on that walk. Well, that explains that amount of time that got eaten up. And DJ thinks she's a floozy. Like, am I a floozy? Because she's like, I just kissed Matt two hours ago, and I'm kissing Steve. And Stephanie reassures DJ, like, look, anyone who uses the word floozy cannot be a floozy. People even use that word anymore. So DJ is really all over the place here. Because Stephanie reminds her, like, look, Matt's going back to Miami in a couple weeks, so, <laughs> I don't know. And then DJ starts pondering about a long-distance relationship and whether or not that will work. Hey, maybe we, he and I should just be friends. It's like, I, I don't know. Honestly, it just felt like this was the majority of season one was DJ's love life. And then the kids' scenarios were kind of sprinkled in. And granted, we know it's like the slowest of slow burns for Steve and DJ to finally get together because you got DJ trying to choose between Matt and Steve. Season two, boom, they got new girlfriends. Season three, Steve and CJ almost get married. Season four, Steve and DJ are trying to work on this new relationship, and then in season five, of course, we have, you know, the wedding. Spoiler alert, but... I mean, if you guys are listening to this podcast, you guys have seen all the episodes by now. I mean, it's been over three years. Kimmy says, oh, if it goes as well as it did, uh, if it goes as well as it did with Steve, then Matt's a lucky man. <laughs> Kimmy goes to take a drink and realizes her cup is empty. Huh. Cutting back on my caffeine. 
guys saw our little kiss goodbye? Hmm? Well, we saw the, the G-rated peck and then the R-rated full frontal Frenching. <laughs> well, I was going to tell him about Matt, and then he kissed me, and I liked it. I just kissed Matt two hours ago. Oh, my gosh. Am I a floozy? <laughs> Anyone who uses the word floozy cannot be a floozy. <laughs> Isn't Matt moving back to Miami in, like, two weeks? You're right. I mean, long-distance relationships never work. I should tell Matt we should just be friends. Well, if it goes as well as it did with Steve, he's a lucky man. <laughs> All right, we're going to AT&T Park for the baseball game. to pay for the snacks for the kids, for everybody. And <laughs> Jackson his credit card. Oh, my gosh. So, like, he, and Jackson, like, hey, can I get anyone anything? And Lola, she's got the most complicated order. Girl. So, basically, the hot dog is basically, like, ketchup on the left, mustard on the right, and then relish down the middle because the ketchup and mustard can't mix. You know, once I get to your seat, it's going to be all jumbled together anyway. I'd be like, here are the packets, apply it yourself. And then the cola. It's like root beer and diet Coke, with, which probably isn't a bad thing. 
but a splash of lemonade. And she says, I call it a Lola Cola. Interesting. Can you imagine if they, odds are they probably don't have self, they may, they may have self-serve drink stations, but can you imagine telling that to the person? Like, oh, I want this, this, and then a splash of this. Well, we don't have lemonade, so comes in separate bottles. Like, you're out. Ay, ay, ay. So Hunter Pence, of course, steps up to the plate. He's not doing so hot. We got this dingling sitting behind the family who says, Oh, you're the mystery blonde. You're the jinx. And he starts booing at Stephanie. And even Max gets in on it. And Stephanie's like, Max, what are you doing? Why are you booing me? Max says, I'm a Giants fan. Duh. I got two gloves on my, one on each hand. <laughs> so, uh, you want a hat or something? <gasps> oh my gosh. It's an autographed two-time Cy Young award-winning Tim Lincecum in-game jersey. He's my favorite pitcher of the modern era. We'll take it. Really? Awesome! Hey, your money, you didn't Jackson. have to do that. But I'm kind of glad I did. That'll be $247. No. No wonder my parents never bought me one. Are you sure about this? Oh, yes, yes, yes. No problem. Just put it on my card. Sure thing. Dr. Harmon. Dr. Matt Harmon. Hey, uh, there's something I really want to show you. It's my favorite place in the stadium. Is that okay? Apparently sure. he goes all the time. That's how you do it. I thought they were going to buy, like, snacks and stuff, but of course you gotta get a souvenir when you're there. Lola, her favorite player of the modern era, there's an autographed jersey. And the guy says it's, like, $250, basically. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's why my parents wouldn't get it for me. And she asked, I'm like, dude, that's not your money. That's not your car. Oh, my God. You haven't even gotten snacks. Oh, who knows how much that's going to cost. He's like, oh, no, no. Well, and she hugs him like, oh, you don't have to do this. And he's like, no, no, no. I got this. It's all good. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so one using money that he is. And I like how the guy is just like, okay, Mr. Or Dr. Harmon. And Jackson says, oh yeah, that's Matt, Dr. Matt Harmon. And then when Lola leaves, Jackson says to the guy, and that's how you do it. I like how the guy's just smiling at him like, kid, you got no game whatsoever. Hey, Ramona, Jackson just texted me. He and Lola are going to watch the game from the top deck. Does he want me to come up? Um, it didn't say that. Well, I guess this is the thanks I get for helping Jackson. They ditched me. You think you've got problems? Monday show and tell, and I've got Bob Kiss. (laughs) Somebody hand me a foul ball! Hey, man! Not over there! I played first base! Hey, Deej. I have been meaning to talk to you about something. About me moving back to Miami. To talk to you about that too. Same relationships game. are really hard. Yes, well, the truth is that, you know, my family's here, right? And I love this city and I love working at the clinic because there's this really cute doctor that works there. And so I have decided to move to San Francisco permanently. 
Watch the what happened to the snacks? You have max credit card, you're gonna get snacks for everybody. What happened? I don't know. But he's like, he and Lola are gonna watch from the top deck, which that sounds can they do that? Isn't that a separate fee? I don't know. And poor Ramona feels left out because she's like, Oh, that's what I get for helping Jackson. I've been left behind. <laughs> Max is like, hey, you think you got problems? Show and tell is on Monday, and I have nothing. I got bub kiss, basically. <laughs> and, okay, so the conversation between Matt and DJ, where he's like, oh, I got something to talk to you about. I'm actually planning on moving to San Francisco because my family's here, and I just really like the area, and uh, there's this really cute doctor. <laughs> And she's like, oh, you're moving this San Francisco? Well, because when he's, like, talking about, like, going back to Florida and his decision about that, she's like, yeah, long-distance relationships are hard. I'm like, hey, that's great. I want to have this conversation, too. Can we wait till after the game? Because that just seems like a, da a real damper conversation that really just could, you could table that for, like, Later that evening, the next day, down the road, something like that. But don't, don't do it. You're there in a game to have fun. Why do you have to have a serious conversation about something? It just puts a damper on everything. Poor Max. <laughs> they keep, if they hit a foul ball, they're like hitting it away, away from behind, uh, away from first base. Because I guess that's where they're sitting. A poor boy cannot catch a break. He wants a foul ball so bad. Oh, yeah, and the fact that she keeps saying Steve. Like, I thought you were going to Steve. I mean, leave. And he's kind of looking at her like, wait a minute. It's like, oh, I thought you'd be more excited or something like that. Say, honestly, for season one, I really like DJ with Matt. And even in season two. I mean, later, like, with Steve and everything, when they finally do get together, that's cute. But I really, I thought Matt was really, really good for her. Yeah, really. We came here for a good time, and that's exactly what we're going to give 
sorry for speaking over that. Um, what a jerk, this guy! Finally, Mask gets an attempt at a foul ball hitting right in his direction. And then Ding Ding behind him is like, oh, I got the ball. Oh, you better get used to it, kid. Life's full of disappointments. And even though, oh, I guess that lady might be with him, but even she's like, give him the ball. Like, what's, yeah, they're like, what is wrong with you? Cut him a break. He's just a kid. You think he comes here all the time? Well, even when Matt's was like, come on, hit the ball, foul ball over here. And Stephanie says, honey, the odds of him hitting a foul ball this way is like a million to one. And of course, he hits a foul ball that way. But this guy, he's just being a jerk. He's keeps calling her a jinx. Just getting in Max's face. I would have had him removed from the stands, but that's just me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that on my nachos. Like, go away, sir. All right, and then we got Matt and Lola up at the top deck. Which I don't, I, I thought it was like some private area. Like, uh, what do they call those things? Is it a skybox where you can like, like a private area with um that you can look out like it's kind of enclosed and everything. But that's what they were going where they were going. They still don't get any food. And Matt's like, am I gonna get my credit card back? Ugh. You know that food's gonna be super expensive. That's like Texas State of, Texas State Fair ex food expensive. Anytime you go to one of these places, you're paying like five or six dollars for a bottle of pop or for like a hamburger you're paying like fifteen dollars like ugh. it's worth it oh you were right this view is amazing yeah my dad used to bring me up here you can see the city you can see the bay i can see my mom's car getting a parking ticket oh ooh. i told it wasn't a space Windy. <laughs> you cold? A little. I can't be warm. Aww. That's adorable. Can we get a selfie? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> Perfect spot for maximum gibbler exposure. Right. You can't be up there. Where's security? With those fat heads on a stick. <laughs> like, hey, free advertiser, we're at the game. And of course, Ramona's like, oh, here comes security. <laughs> Basically, she's getting kicked out, which, yeah. And even there's an announcement, like, we'd like to remind fans not to stand on the dugout <laughs> or whatever. I just, ah, oh, and Matt's like, ah, oh, is she, re she's really your friend? Like, dude. We have eight plus a lot of years of crazy Kimmy cuckoo-ness. 
<laughs> but yeah, and DJ's like, you know what? It's not a big deal because she does this. This is just Kimmy. <laughs> so Stephanie's gonna sing the "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" song. I almost said the Star Spangled Banner again. But Jackson and Lola being up in the uh, whatever it's view. Anyway, it's like you got a great view, not just of the stadium, the parking lot, the bay with the bridge in the far left corner. And she's like, oh, it's windy up here. And he's like, oh, I thought he was going to, like, take his jacket off and give that to her. He's like, oh, I'll keep you warm as he puts an arm around her. And then he's like, oh, can we take a selfie? She says, no, no, we're not taking a selfie. I don't want people to think we're together. Says that his dad would take him up there. It's good that he's got a. He he and his dad must have went to a lot of Giants games. Sit down and shut up. going with the booing and everything. Jake, what do you want from me, people? You want me to break up with Hunter Pence? And they're all, like, cheering for her to do it. So she ends up breaking up with him. And <laughs> I like how she says San Francisco is my city. And then um, she starts running towards him with a mic, and then security jumps in and, like, Apparently, she's getting hauled out, too. Like, bye. Okay, Kimmy and Ramona are gone. Stephanie's gone. Uh, I'm surprised. I bet they would be put on a um, no admittance list. Like, you're banned. You can't come back. And Hunter Pence is like, hey, maybe I'll get a hit now. All right, here we go with a kiss cam. Giants extend your apologies. Now, let's enjoy the kiss cam.
Ah, she gets her son. Again, they keep hitting. cheek then she has matt kiss her on the cheek and then finally she and matt kiss and steve goes ballistic he's calling her his girl it's like dude you're not together and then he tries to go to her seat to confront her and then we got the mascot lucille <laughs> and then we got the security like now he's getting kicked out you're probably not going to be able to go back there so many people getting kicked out. So, <laughs> and then he's like, we just kissed this morning. And Matt's like, ex looking at DJ, like, you, he says you just kissed him this morning. Is that true? And DJ, of course, doesn't want to have this conversation. Shows she's like, let's go Giants. <laughs> Trying to get the crowd into it. And it's just like, ugh. Matt is just, like, confused as ever. Like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> well, you're kissing a person who's very undecisive, who doesn't know, <laughs> doesn't, can't make up their mind on who they want to be with. And honestly, I would just be, like, bow out gracefully and say, you know what? You guys have a history. There you go. Alright, so now we're outside the game with Lola, Jackson, DJ, and Max. Where, I can imagine that Kimmy, Stephanie, Ramona, and I don't know if Steve makes an appearance for the rest of the episode, though. Where were they, in a holding cell somewhere? Well, what a fun way to launch my singing career. An emotional breakdown in front of 40,000 people. Well, not only did I make it on the Jumbotron, but guess what? Channel 6 caught it all, and I'll be on the 11 o'clock news tonight. I lead a charmed life. All right, Hunter Pence is up to bat. Let's see if he gets a hit. Do we have to leave? I didn't catch my foul ball. Yeah, it's the bottom of the ninth. Bases are loaded. Giants are down by three. Hunter Pence is up to bat. The odds of him hitting a home run directly to you are like a billion to one. He needs to do a long drive to right field. This is right field. It's going, going, gone. You got it, man. It's not gone, it's right here. Sweet. 
<laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess Stephanie and Ramona and Kimmy were all in like a holding cell somewhere because the guards end up letting them out. And Kimmy says that they were on the Jumbotron. Also, Channel 6 got footage, so it'll be on the 11 Unlock News with the Fatheads for Gibbler-style party planning, which apparently she's done party planning for Channing Tatum and Dakota Fanning. That's <laughs> really cool. So, luckily for Max, Hunter Pence finally gets a hit. Goes right into his glove. Like, they're right outside the stadium, and bam, he gets it. And it's, ah, it's so cool. And Jackson apparently had, like, his radio tuned, like, his little Walkman, what have you, iPod, I don't know, tie, um, turn, tuned to the baseball game. So he's narrating it. <laughs> ah, and Max is like, yeah! Okay, we can go home now. <laughs> like, I got what I wanted. They never got snacks. Did Matt even get his credit card back? Oh my gosh. Come on, everybody. Let's see if we're on Sports Center. <laughs> hey, Max, we're going to have a great story for show and tell on Monday. Yeah, my home run ball is so much cooler than Taylor's sea monkeys. And they aren't even monkeys, they're just shrimp. <laughs> Kids are so gullible. <laughs> Are you sure we're cool? I feel really bad about breaking the girl code. Sisters before misters. Well, if you feel really bad, then I feel better. It was all my fault. I invited her out to my favorite seats. I mean, I never expected her to say yes. Are you sure I can't help you pay for this jersey? Nah, it's okay. I worked out a deal with Dr. Matt. I'm watching this car this weekend. And every weekend for the next two years. So, Lola feels bad. Because they kind of ditched Ramona at the game. And Ramona says, yeah, well, as long as you feel bad, then that makes me feel good. <laughs> and Jackson's like, I'm sorry I invited her up to wherever they were. The upper deck. <laughs> and he's like, I had no idea she'd say yes. And the fact that she's like, are you sure I can't help you pay for this jersey? It was like $250. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's not a big deal. I'm wa washing uh, Dr. Matt's car this weekend and every weekend for the next two years. I'd be like, hey, just, like, give him your allowance until you pay it off. Just do some extra chores for him until you pay it off. Although maybe that's what the car washing is. So now we go into the living room. DJ says that she's. Deleting all her social media and trying to price a four-bedroom home in Idaho. Knock at the door. It's Steve who wants to talk about the kiss he saw between Matt and DJ on the Jumbotron <laughs> at the game. And then, knock, 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 here comes Matt who also wants to talk about the fact that DJ kissed Steve. Both these guys are competing hard for DJ. Steve points out that he, because Matt says that we've had six great weeks, you know, getting to know each other and that kiss that we shared. And Steve's like, oh, that pity kiss. And Matt says, no, I'm talking about the, our first kiss. We see a flashback. And then, of course, 
Steve's like, well, you've gotten done six weeks. We have 25, DJ and I have 25 years together. And we flash back to the end of season. Basically, I think it's like the middle or end of season six at Steve's prom. And he says to DJ that he loves her. She says, I love you too. She's got tears in her eyes. And they kiss. And it's just so sweet. And you see Kimmy and Steph pop into the frame of this flashback. And like, oh, Steve, look at your hair. <laughs> and Steve says, yeah, you know, DJ, our kids would have that hair. And Matt says, not for long. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Such a burn. So they both are like, hey, I don't want to compete. I don't want to play games. Well, and she even reminds them, like, this is the first date I've had in 15 years. Like, since her husband passed away. I mean, my, well, she's talking about 15 years. You know, she'd been married with her spouse and everything. And they probably went on a date and everything like that. But... Matt and Steve are all like, hey, I'm out. I don't want to play games. Although, it looks like Steve's going to leave, but he shuts the door after Matt and says, if he's out, I'm in. And then Matt pops back inside and, and says, I'm in too. So they both say, hey, we want." they are really putting a lot of pressure on DJ. They don't seem to understand. She doesn't even seem to have a minute to breathe. It's like, as soon as... Tommy Sr. died, and she moved him to the house, and Steve found out she was available because he's available. Apparently, Steve and Matt are both divorced. But they both say, hey, can I take you out on a date? And then Steve's like, can I also take you out? And he's just like, yeah, sure, I guess. And they go to kiss her on the, each kiss her on the cheek, and she, like, steps back. They end up, Steve and Matt end up kissing each other, and then they walk out the door, and it's like, Steve says, I'm not impressed, and Matt says, I wasn't even, I wasn't even trying, oh my gosh, it's like, this, I don't know, this is basically all what season one was, DJ, starting to date, she's interested in Matt, we also have Steve who's available, and it's just, that's basically all season one was with the sprinkling of the kids' antics and Stephanie and Kimmy and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's basically, it felt like the season was, the 13 episodes were built around that. After a while, it just felt like the slow burn just was getting tiresome after a while. I mean, looking back on it now, it really felt like that. What are you doing? Well, I'm expecting a little fallout from my unexpected double date. So I'm changing my email, shutting down my Facebook, and pricing a four-bedroom house in Idaho. Ooh, I'll get that. Might be one of the guys you kissed in the last eight hours. Hey, it is! DJ, uh... We need to have a little chat. Oh, I get to answer this one. Hi, Matt. DJ, the other guy you kissed is here. DJ, you said we could talk about things later. Well, it's later. Wow, this is the second time today you guys are in the same place at the same time. Isn't that funny? Okay, why don't we all just sit down on the couch and we can talk about our day? 
Okay, there's not enough room for four people on the couch. Oh, did you not need us here for this? No. We'll be in the kitchen, pretending not to listen. The truth is, well, Matt and I just started dating. And Steve, I was going to tell you, but then you kissed me. And then I was going to tell Matt that I kissed Steve, but then Matt, you kissed me. And, and well, Steve, you saw. So, so as you can see, I am completely innocent in all of this. No. Okay, thanks for stopping by. Wait, DJ. I have, like, real feelings for you. Uh, and I have realer feelings for you. <laughs> the past six weeks have been great. Oh, six weeks? We go back 25 years. <laughs> checkmate, your move. Oh, man, there is no move after checkmate. That's my point exactly. <laughs> Guys, you are both great. But it was just a week ago that I decided I was ready to go on my first date. My first date in 15 years. And now I have two amazing men that want to date me, and and I like them both. And I'm so confused. How can you be confused after the kiss that we had? Oh, please, that crowd-induced jumbotron pity kiss? Come on. <laughs> no. I'm talking about our first kiss. We'll see you Monday. Monday is. DJ, wait. Good grief. That's a kiss. DJ, how could you do this to me? Well, I wasn't doing it to you. <laughs> oh, that was nothing. All right, you want to see some real romance? Watch this. So, DJ, 
shuts the door. Kimmy and Stephanie come back into the living room. And Stephanie says, DJ Fuller dating two guys at once. <laughs> DJ, how did this happen? And Kimmy says, simple, you're a floozy. And then the episode. So I would say best outfit of the episode is definitely, again, got to give it to Max. I really liked his orange polo underneath his black Giants jersey. Uh, for the ladies, uh, let's see, is there anyone? I'm trying to think. I liked Ramona's outfit. I thought everyone was wearing, like, Giants gear, which was really cool. Uh, here's a, I'm going to call it, instead of a Tanner teachable moment, I'm going to call it a Fuller teachable moment. So, for a Fuller teachable moment, one, someone's giving you the card, don't give your card to a teenager. You don't know what they're going to put on there. I mean, you will know once you, uh, look up and see what's all been spent on it. But it's like, if someone trusts you with a card, just get what you're supposed to get. Don't put any purchases that are not allowed on there. Hence, a $250 autographed jersey. Even Lola, I mean, she's like, are you sure? I would have been like, hey, it's a nice gesture, but seriously, I if I want it bad enough, I'll save up my allowance or something. I mean, there's a reason her parents didn't buy that for her. Also... It's important to be honest. I mean, DJ, I get it. And she even says that she was starting to date Matt and she's going to tell Steve. And Steve kissed her. So, yeah. Um, it's just a matter of just being honest. Don't play games. Just And they need to respect her boundaries. They are just not even listening to her when she says it's the first date I've had in 15 years. This is a really big deal. I think she honestly needs to stay, take a step back and just re-examine who she wants to be with. They're both great guys. But the thing is, is one or the other in for the long... I mean, Matt is willing to stay in San Francisco and get a place and give up his life in Florida. He even says, you know, my family's here, my business is here. Well, his father's business and everything, and he really enjoys it. So he's willing to make that move for DJ, which is great. But then again, she shouldn't feel obligated to have a relationship with him just because he's making this big commitment. Uh, Steve, on the other hand, it's just like, he just he's coming off very pushy. And just constantly in her face, just like, hey, I should just move in here with you. It's like, you are going, you are put, I get it, you dated for like a year or so in high school. And again, it's like, yeah, he took her to her prom, but then they didn't really, what, maybe they went on some friendship dates or something after that. And who knows, maybe they just went back to their separate lives because, she goes to college, she meets Tommy Sr., and the rest is history. You know, she married him, she chose him, and had children with him. So, this, again, it's a big step, and both of those guys are just, they're so demanding. It's like, who do you want to date? We want an answer. We want clarification. We don't want to play games. 
Because they both have true feelings for DJ. That just seems like he is moving too fast, honestly, with, I mean, six weeks? That's a lot to make, and to put pressure on someone to, what's it called? DTR, define the relationship? Like, no. That is a big commitment to go from just casually going on dates, getting to know each other, to solidifying, I'm only dating you and no one else. That's a lot. I'd say also with Stephanie, it's like, don't give in to the peer pressure because all of San Francisco wants you to break up with the major league baseball player who's not gotten a hit since he started dating you. But hey, I, apparently she must have been because he started getting a hit after they broke up. As far as Jefton and Lola, again, it's like, hey, I get it. He wants to do a grand gesture for this girl. He really likes her. Don't do one that's going to uh, put you out of pocket and make you <laughs> have to do chores for somebody to pay that back. All right. And for Kimmy, Kimmy definitely is a girl. I don't know how you got the. She must have. She was wearing pants with the longest pockets ever because she got those fat heads and a piece of like a stick to hold the fat head up. I'm like, oh my god. Well, no wonder she was walking weird and trying to sit down. I'm like, what is going on? Oh my gosh. All right, so let's look into the next episode. As I said, Partnerships in the Night, episode 11. Again, Stephanie and Kimmy form a strange partnership. DJ's boss retires, and Max has Jackson and Ramona right where he wants them. So this episode was directed by Katie Gerritsen. We got writers Jeff Franklin, Brian Bihar, Steve Boldakowski, Bob Keys, Doug Keys. Boyd Hale, ah, Joe Vargas, and Paulina Diaz. Boyd Hale, I say this because Derek on Full House's last name was Boyd, and Steve's last name is Hale. Which, it used to be Peters in season five, but that's when I guess he was just going to be a one-off character, and then they decided to turn it into something more, which is really cool. We got Connections. Stephanie's saying how... She chooses between the view, the talk, or the real. Timmy says, we're going to yell at some kids to get off the lawn. Uh, that's a um, connection to Grand Torino. Grand Torino? I want to say Grand Torino. It's not. Uh, my goodness. Um, yeah, this episode's got a 7.3. That's really good. Trivia. Oh. Let's see. We got any user reviews for this episode? 6 out of 10. This is from Studio AT, July 21st, 2021. Partnerships in the Night is the title. When the storyline looks a bit thin, just get the cast to do a musical dance number that seems to be the thinking behind Fuller House. And yet again, it's a device that gets pulled out to plug the gap of a strong plot. It was nice to see Steph and Kimmy, the best characters in this, getting along more. That's right, because of course they didn't get really get along in full. You know, it's a classic young sister of the best friend and... 
just squabbles with the uh, sister's young sister and the sister's best friend just squabbles. Like, mm. So, all right, let's jump into Partnerships in the Night. So, we come out of the intro, and we're in Ramona's room, and she's dancing to music, and then here comes baby Tommy crawling into her room, covered in, basically he's wrapped in toilet paper, like, someone was like, hey, let's, let's get near Halloween, let's make him look like a mummy. Hello, mummy. Where'd you come from? You know how even puppies, there's always a, the picture of a puppy running with a toilet paper roll in his mouth, his or her mouth, and getting it all over the house or wherever, and it's so adorable, and then here a baby does it, but when Max is like, yeah, little help, I have a situation here, we're out of toilet paper. Well, you know, that's funny because, uh... <laughs> That makes me think of that episode in season six where DJ throws like a last minute uh, pity 16th birthday party for Kimmy and they use toilet paper for streamers and then, and then Joey says, oh, by the way, we're all out upstairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> with that many amount of people living in that house and even in Fuller House, you would have like a shed, or a room, like, dedicated just to toilet paper, paper towel, anything you know that you need to bulk up on because you go through it so much. I mean, to me, DJ does look like somebody who would be all about, you know, couponing. Like, hey, let's save money. Clip those coupons. I've seen, like, uh, what, what was it called? Like, uh, well, actually, I witnessed it firsthand. The, we called them the coupon queens. Ladies who had, like, binders filled with coupons. They would come in and buy, like, a whole cartload of toothpaste and get it for, like, next to nothing. Like, and eventually, I think the store I worked at put limits on how many you could get. Because, so like, they basically would come in, wipe you out so nobody could get any. And it's just, like... Come on, I get it, but that stuff expires. I don't think that people realize that. That stuff, toilet paper, no. Toothpaste, I can guarantee that stuff expires. Yeah, there was a reality show, and then these women would just show these, and it was usually always women. It would always show an additional room, whether it's a pantry a or a, a full-on storage room, in their home, just filled with you know, laundry detergent and this and that, which is great if you have, you know, 
big families, but even then I would think at some point would expire. So now we move down to the kitchen. DJ's pouring herself a cup of coffee. Looks like Stephanie's coming in, doing the walk of shame. I can't tell whether this is morning or evening. And now, good night. <laughs> Stephanie, you're just coming home from last night? Is this what the kids call the walk of shame? No shame and no walk. I took an Uber. <laughs> oh, I had the best night last night. You know, so happens that your little sister is now a little famous. Okay, there are no kids in the room. I guess it's safe to ask, what for? Well, since I broke up with Hunter Pence on national TV singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, every single guy in the city wants to take me out for peanuts and Cracker Jack. And tequila shots. Aspirin? Oh, no, my Lanta. Are you mocking me? How rude! No, I need my Mylanta. So, how was your first date with Matt in the Who Gets to Be DJ's Boyfriend, Matt or Steve contest? <laughs> it's not a contest. Yeah, right. I wasn't even looking to date. And then two great guys asked me out, and well, I said okay because I'm polite. And they're hot. But who's winning? Okay, well, I haven't been out with Steve yet, but my date with Matt last night was fantastic. Uh, when I'm with him, I think he's the guy. So Matt's winning. Yeah, but then when I'm with Steve, I think well, he's the guy. So Steve's winning? I don't know. Just give me a hit of that Mylanta. I get it. Some decisions are just tough. Like when I'm in bed today, do I watch The View, The Talk, or The Real? A, you need a job. B, always go with The View. So ever since the last episode where Stephanie sang Take Me Out to the, out to the Ball Game, she broke up with Hunter Pence, <laughs> all the guys in the Bay Area are trying to date her and take her out for peanuts and Cracker Jacks and tequila shots. And uh, when she comes in, DJ's like, oh, are you doing what the kids call the walk of shame? And she's like, no, I didn't walk. I took an Uber. <laughs> And I like how Stephanie, of course, refers to this as the Matt and Steve contest, which DJ, of course, denies. Yeah, Stephanie refers to this as the Matt and Steve contest. Like, how's it going with that? And DJ says, well, it's not a contest. I'm like, yeah, it is a contest. Because she went out on a date with Matt and it went really, really well. I don't believe she said what they went out and did. And she says how she, you know, when I'm with him, he's such a great guy, and I just feel like he's the one. But then I go out with Steve, and like, oh, he's the guy. And it's like she can't make up her mind. Well, the thing is, she's got so much history with Steve. Over 20 plus years, even though they were dating for over 20 years, but they've known each other for that long. And both guys kind of feel kind of pushy for on DJ in regards to trying to get her to just make a choice. 
and define the relationship. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we can take it slow. And then it's like, are we dating? Are we not dating? Are you choosing me? And, I mean, I get she's really confused. And they don't respect her boundaries as far as, like, hey, you need to understand that, again, I just lost my husband and I'm going out on a date for the first time in 15 years. This is a big deal for me. Regardless of having history with Steve or having an attraction to Matt, whom she works with, which I don't know if that's the brightest move to go with. But I bet DJ says, oh, Stephanie, you need to get a job because <laughs> Stephanie says how, oh, yeah, I understand that. Definitely. I mean, having to choose, like, I have to choose between The View and two other talk shows and DJ since Candace Cameron I believe was on the view at one point mentions oh always go with the view and the audience who most likely has seen her on the view is just like yeah woo so we got Kimmy coming down she it's all about her Gibbler party planning because she's got a kids birthday party with the bounce house and other fun kid things. And then I guess the person in question on the phone is asking whether or not there'll be booze. And Kimmy's like, yeah, of course, it's a kid's party. You know, the kids can be in the bouncy house. The adults can get schmoozed or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and now, because DJ is throwing her boss a retirement party... And that's basically the theme that Kimmy's going with. It's like, we'll have dinner by 4.30. We'll yell at kids to get off the lawn. We'll play shuffleboard. It's, well, now it's changed because the guy, Matt's father was going to retire to Florida. But now he's retiring to someplace. I don't know what she had said it was, but now... Because he's doing that, DJ says it has to be an Indian-themed party. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, this just sounds offensive on some levels there. <clears throat> and Kimmy's like, well, DJ, I don't know if I can change last minute. I mean, that's a lot of work. And she doesn't have an assistant, so she's like... Well, I really, I'd have to find somebody. And then she looks at Stephanie. And then she sits her down for, like, a pre-interview. And Stephanie's just like, oh my gosh. And no, I will not. No! When Kimmy says, you had to refer to me on business hours as Miss Gibbler. And Stephanie says, I quit. <laughs> and I love how she calls the reference at this DJ's phone. And she's like, yeah, Kimmy's like, yeah, I'm trying to call about uh, Stephanie Tanner. What can you tell me about her? And DJ says, she's broke, just hire her. I really love the writers for these episodes because they bring out some really, really good lines. I'll be there at 11. Yeah, the bouncy castle and the fairy princess get there at noon. Of course there will be booze. It's a children's party. <laughs> Deej, don't worry. Your style's got this kitty gig today, but everything's ready for your boss's retirement party tonight. Oh, about the party, Dr. Herman just emailed me. He wants to change it to an Indian theme. 
instead of retiring to Florida, he's moving to an ashram in Mumbai. But I already have a whole senior citizen theme ready to go. Shuffleboard, dinner at 4.30. Then we're going to yell at some kids to get off the lawn. You have got to make this happen. I'm pretty sure that Dr. Harmon is going to announce that I'll be taking over the pet clinic. I'll finally be my own boss. Oh, all those years of being bossy finally paid off. <laughs> uh, it has always been a dream of mine to own my own pet clinic. Well, that and being 5'10", but this one can actually come true. <laughs> but how can I change a whole party in one day? It's not like I have a magic wand. Oh, wait. Yeah, I got a whole bag of them. <laughs> but to do this last minute, I'm going to need to hire some help. Why are you looking at me? I have a very busy day planned. You're watching The View and tweeting about it. You know, that Raven Simone is never wrong. Uh, what does she know? She's a child actress. But you could use the money while you're trying to launch your singing career. Hey, I, I have an open mic night booked next week at Joe's Coffee Shop. What's it pay? Well, actually, I have to pay them. All right, I'm in. Not so fast. I can't just hire someone off the street without conducting an interview. <laughs> Have a seat, Ms. Tanner. Okay. <clears throat> How did you first hear about Gibbler style? From that dumb t-shirt you're wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Applicant is snarky and smells like tequila. <laughs> need to check your references. <laughs> yes, Kimmy. Oh, I hope this isn't a bad time. I'm calling in regards to a, uh, Stephanie Tanner. What can you tell me about her? She's broke. Just hire her. Well, your references check out. And I'm desperate. Welcome to the wonderful world of Gibbler-style party planning. Thank you, Kimmy. Uh-uh. During business hours, you shall refer to me as Ms. Gibbler. I quit. You can't quit now. You're indispensable. Go to Target and order everything they have that's remotely Indian. Oh, and before making any decisions, always crawl inside my brain and ask yourself, what would Kimmy do? And then don't do it? Uh, one fashion sense here. Oh, one of the things. In the beginning of the interview, Kimmy asked, well, how did you hear about Gibbles, Gib, Gibble, Gibbler style party planning? And Stephanie says, by that stupid shirt you're wearing. <laughs> by that ridiculous shirt you're wearing. Now, we've seen Kimmy with the bacon and egg scarf, but I really like the scarf she's wearing here. It's kind of a nice, light, I don't know whether that might be like periwinkle, like a purplish blue, but it's got like little, uh, like ice cream sundae with a cherry on top, and it's really, I like it, and it goes really good with her pink Gilder style party planning shirt. So if I don't find anything else that I like, you know, uh, for the best, worst, 
outfits of the episode, I think I'm giving it to the scarf for best. So we'll, but we'll see. We'll start, we're still early on. All right, so now we're going to move on to the side story here with Jackson and Ramona. They're in the living room. Jackson's got his mom's laptop along with her password. And Ramona's got the link for an illegal download of a movie. Why in the world would you use that as... You don't think she's not going to find out? Oh my gosh. Don't ever do that. So it looks like DJ, I guess, might be heading to the... Is she heading to the pet clinic? I don't know where she's going. But she's like, oh, see you later. She comes in. And quickly, Ramona and Jackson hide her laptop. And she tells them, hey, don't forget the parties tonight. Not to mention... Oh, yeah, because she says it's a big night for your mom. Because she also mentioned she believes that Matt's father, who she's been working for this whole time, is going to leave her the pet clinic because... She's basically, it seems like she's been apprenticing or interning under him, even though she, you know, she's getting paid for this. And she feels like the time and dedication she's put in to this company that he's going to leave it to her. Which, given the fact that Matt is his son, he's also a veterinarian, I just... Don't think that's likely that it would go to her. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the episode, go watch it because I'm going to say something right now. He does not give the veterinary clinic to DJ. He gives it to Matt, which makes sense. And DJ's reaction is, I would say, a smidge overblown. But we're going to save that, table it, put a pin in it until we get there. Hey, kiddos, you are really hamming it up here. I would be like, okay, what's going on? Because the way they're like, oh, love you, Mom. Love you, DJ. It's like, uh, what's going on? You two are very suspicious acting. I'm concerned. I'd be like, where's my laptop? Yeah, right away. She's like, are you two up to something? Oh, my gosh, with the J Money. Stop it, Jackson. Because she says, nope, J Money, just keeping it real. And I'm like, I'm going to... Ugh, I don't know, but the J-Money, I hope Lola just says, if you ever say J-Money again, I will seriously consider not dating you. I already am considering not dating you, but that's going to make it that much more of a cemented decision. Ramona <laughs> kind of gives him the side eye, like, stop with the J-Money. You're not J-Money. Stop giving yourself nicknames. Little do we know, there is an armchair. I've never seen it before. It's over by the window next to the stairs. Oh, I love how they have a baby gate going up. They used to have that in season one for Michelle, but this one is a lot bigger. It looks like it's a lot sturdier. As soon as DJ goes out the door, Ramona pulls her laptop out from behind the pillow. And says, why ask, why is your mom always so suspicious? Well, because she used to be that way. They were kids once too, you know. Stephanie and Kimmy and DJ. Jackson says, well, in her defense, we did just steal her laptop. I passed the parental lock. Huh. Then what good are those? She's gonna click a link, a random link. You know, oh my gosh. 
DJ needs to have some stuff put on her laptop to keep it from this kind of thing. What if you get a virus on her computer or on her laptop? She's probably got important stuff on that laptop. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. That sounds very far-fetched. She says, okay, and we can watch any R-rated movie without a parent, parent, a parent, or guardian. And I'm just like, what site is this? It's not Netflix. Random website that just has R-rated movies uploaded to it. Guys, you're getting scammed, and you're going to get a virus on that laptop. That isn't yours, by the way. What? <laughs> I'm on his music plays throughout, or plays through her laptop. You've been P-W-N-E-D. What's that mean? Pond? There's also a Skull and Crossbones logo on there. Kids, where did she get that random link? What did she just search? R-rated movies? Access or something? This is why you don't go to random websites and just click like, oh, it says I can watch movies for free. Don't click it. Be smarter than that. And she actually says, uh, that's not a good sign, right? And she says, not unless we're pirating a pirate movie. And Jackson freaks out, oh my gosh, my mom's gonna kill us. We've gotta get rid of this virus. She, how does Ramona, how, how does Ramona know how much this is gonna cost? She says, that's gonna cost a hundred bucks. And Ramona says, I've got thirty. And Jackson says, because Ramona says, I'm I'm good for 30. And Jackson says, well, I've got 20. Where are we going to get the rest? Cue chair turnaround. Wow, this kid makes an, <laughs> his presence known. Well, well, well. He's like shouting from the rooftops. I'm surprised that when he turns his chair around that he doesn't have like Max. Max doesn't have like. Cosmo, like, laying across him, and he's petting him, like, it seems like always the evildoers always have a cat that they're petting, like, Dr. Claw from, uh, was it Dr. Claw from, um, Inspector Gadget? The cartoon? It just seemed, it just seemed like that, it was like, they're petting, yeah, or, like, whoever owned Fat Cat from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. It is so, Max is so doing a curled-fingered Mr. Burns, like, well, well, well. <laughs> he says, sounds like someone needs a loan from the first bank of Max. Now, Max is really hamming up this scene with just, like, <laughs> stretching himself out as far as he can go on that chair. And Ramona and Jackson just kind of look at each other like, we may not have a choice in this. Like, what is he going to ask of us? Okay, I got my mom's laptop and her password. And I've got the link. See you guys later. <laughs> hey, don't forget the parties tonight. It's a big night for your mom. Oh, I can't wait. I love you, mom. Love you, DJ. Yeah, that's... Are you two up to something? No, J Money just keeping it real. <laughs> I love you guys. Love Bye. you too, mom. Bye. Why is your mom always so suspicious? In her defense, we did just steal her laptop. Okay, I bypassed rental lock. Good. Now I click this link, and we can watch any R-rated movie without a parent or guardian. 
Uh, that's not a good sign, right? Not unless we're pirating a pirate movie. Oh, no, my mom is gonna kill us. Oh, we gotta get rid of this virus. That's gonna cost a hundred bucks. I'm good for 30. And I got 20. Where are we gonna find the rest? and we have a golden retriever named Charlie. I believe this may be it may be Jeff Franklin's dog Charlie. He's got what what they call um cuz the dog is relatively like he's got the uh the white face mask. I like how <laughs> DJ gets a dog to do a trick like a high 10. Which is like both paws hitting her palms, and it's just so adorable. So, Matt comes in, out into the waiting room and says, Oh, excuse me, Dr. Fuller, can you consult with me on a veterinary matter? And he pulls her into the room, and clearly they, they just start kissing. I'm thinking, you have patients there that are waiting, and they have other things to do with their day. The, you guys gotta learn how to work with each other. And keep your dating life out of your professional life. Because I, if that were, if I were there and I was waiting longer than I needed to, I'd be going to a different clinic. Even, even the receptionist is just like, what? I thought you were gonna call the next, like, patient in. I mean, it looks like there's only two. There could even be more people waiting in there, but it's just like, come on. I would be angry, I'd be like, my appointment says 11.20, it's now 11.45, what's going on? And DJ assumes, like, it's a veterinary man, she's like, oh, is this about the copper spaniel? He immediately starts kissing her, it's like, and after the kiss, he says, oh, I had so much fun last night, I just had to get that out of my system, and she says, I completely understand. There's nothing unprofessional about that at all, mm-hmm. And she kisses him. And here comes Matt's father. If I were him, I would be irritated. I'd be like, um, two of my veterinarians are in a room together making out, and we have clients out there. You two need to break it up, save this for off the off the clock, and go attend to those people out there. But he's like, oh, wow, uh, Matt told me you're getting along, but you're really getting along. Apparently, Matt hasn't seen his father in a while because the way he reacts, like, Dad! And he hugs him and everything like that. He's, yeah, he's been away for a bit. That's why Matt was filling in for him. And DJ says, oh, Dr. Harmon, welcome back. You'll be happy to know that since you've been on vacation, business is up. And he says, oh, I can always count on you, DJ. And DJ, I don't understand why she does this. I get it. She's like, yeah, well, you have for the last seven years, three months, and six days. And so I just doesn't look at her like, uh, yeah. Who's counting? Obviously you. Oh, no! <laughs> he doesn't save this for the party. He, he tells them right there. He says, yeah, that's why I feel so confident handing over my business 
to my son, Matt, which I'm not, again, I'm not surprised. Usually that's how it goes. A parent will pass down a business to a child if the child is most likely interested or sometimes probably when they're not interested in continuing a family career and want to venture out on their own, like Jesse's father with his exterminator business. That's like, oh, really? This is so unexpected, and he hugs his dad, and I'm just like, yeah, I get that DJ has put in seven years and however many months and days and hours and what have you, but again, the child of said parent is going to be chosen over you ten times out of ten. It'd be one thing if Matt wasn't a veterinarian, and his father's like, well, I'm leaving it to my son anyway, after you uh, finish medical school or vet veterinary school. He's like, yeah, he certainly didn't expect it. But, of course, she's got to put on a fake fa brave face or happy face. And I can imagine, like, that her boss thinks she's still going to stay there. Like, you guys are working really well together. You may as well, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. He says, yeah, he even explains, like, well, I always wanted my son to take over the clinic, but it seemed impossible. Well, Matt came back to San Francisco to be closer to you. He tells her, yeah, so in a way, you made all this happen. So because he's planning on dating DJ or hoping that she chooses him, that's why he made the move. He didn't go to Florida, so. Told me you two were getting along, but you're really getting along. <laughs> God! <laughs> Dr. Harmon, welcome back. You will be happy to know that since you've been on vacation, business is way up. I can always count on you, DJ. Well, you have for the last seven years, three months, and six days, but who's counting? <laughs> you're the best. That's why I feel so confident handing over my business to my son, Matt. Thank you so Matt. Really? This is so unexpected! <laughs> yeah, I certainly didn't expect it. Well, I always wanted my son to take over the clinic, but it seemed impossible until Matt came back to San Francisco to be closer to you, so in a way, you made all this happen. Thank you, DJ. Oh, you're so welcome. It's all meant to be. The universe is saying yes! The universe should be wrong. The universe is never wrong. Wow. I did not see that coming. Yeah. <clears throat> me neither. Oh my, are you upset with me? No, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. I've been working for your father for seven years, three months, and six days. And he's always talked about handing the clinic over to me. But I get it. You're a son. You know, I did run my own clinic in Miami, so it's not that I'm not qualified. You're a great vet. But I'm a great vet, too. And I've always dreamed of owning my own business. Look, I, uh, I'd like to take the rest of the day off to just think about all of this. Do you mind covering for me? Yeah, of course. Whatever you need. I'll see you at the party. The big fun party! Okay, wow. Well, and the fact that that kind of does change things, and I can see why DJ was thinking what she was thinking. Because 
before Matt came to San Francisco, Dr. Harmon always planned to leave the business to DJ. That's basically what she was banking on, and her dream was to have her own business. And the fact that, you know, it's been given to Matt, which Matt does say he ran a clinic in Miami. He is qualified to do that. And he even asked, like, are you upset with me? She's like, no, I'm just disappointed. You know, he had talked about leaving me the business. You know, I worked for him for over seven years, three months and six days. And um, she asked, like, hey, look, can I just take the rest of the time off? I'll see you at the party. I got a lot to think about. So, yeah, well, and the fact that her news... She comes as a surprise slash shock to everyone. Again, we'll get to that and whatnot, which I understand. Definitely her frustration is very valid because because of her, Matt's staying. But if she's not seeing him and she chooses Steve, well, that's going to kind of put a wrench in things for Matt. Thus, I don't think Matt's going to want to stay in San Francisco if he's not with DJ, which... Then, honestly, when he says, oh, I'm moving to San Francisco so I can be closer to you, that's a gutsy. I mean, you're going from one end of the United States of America to the other, and you're doing it because you want to be with someone who is, again, just dipping her toes in the dating pool after losing her husband of umpteen years, who she's had had children with and everything like that. That just almost makes it feel like you're trying to pressure her or guilt her because you're making that move. Like, oh, I'm making this big move here to be closer to you. You should choose me. Like, no, you don't make a decision like that. That's not fair to the other person. Like, oh, you should choose me because I'm doing making this big change in my life. Like, don't do that. Alrighty, here we go. <laughs> Going back to the side story. One of two, actually. Because we got Kimmy and Stephanie. Stephanie is working for Kimmy's party planning business. And now we are focusing on Max Jackson and Ramona's debacle with the laptop internet virus. So, <laughs> Max says, oh, you two happen to need money? It's your lucky day. I happen to have money. He's always he's putting emphasis on money. I have lots of money. And Jackson asks, well, how much? And Max says, I just told you, lots. And he stands up and says, okay, now before I go into my secret vault, could you guys close your eyes and turn away from the closet? This makes me think of... <laughs> Remember when um, it was a Valentine's Day episode, I believe it was season two, and they got to pay to get DJ a new royal blue sweater, and Stephanie says, let me get my piggy bank, and DJ says, look, Stephanie, we don't have time for this, okay, just get it out of your nightstand, and Stephanie says, Oh, no, she says, get it out of your to- your toy box and let's go. And Sydney says, well, I don't keep it there anymore. Turn around. So she goes, opens her nightstand, 
but goes to the toy box, grabs it, and then goes back and shuts the nightstand drawer. <laughs> That's what this made me think of. So Max has them turn around and Ramona says, your secret vault is in the closet. And he grabs the Ziploc bag of cold hard cash. Says, is it? Or is that what I want you to think? You'll never know. And Jackson is just like, he's in a hurry. He's like, or care. We just want the money. Max just rolls his eyes like, you may, uh, you may open your eyes now. And Jackson, his eyes are like as big as Charlie's when he finds that golden ticket. Wow. And they call me J-Money. And I'm with Ramona. She looks at him and says, nobody calls you J-Money. So Ramona, of course, has to ask, like, where, where did you get all that cash? Oh, Max has got a laundry list of where he's gotten all this cash. Some is understandable. Others are just like, wow. He says, birthdays, Christmases, allowances, lemonade stands, couch cushions. Yeah, and Max, uh, Jackson's like, Max, we get it. And he's like, the dryer, car sheets, pants, pockets, and wishing fountains. I jump in after they leave. $50. And he says, here's 50 chalupas. And Jackson says, wow, thanks, Max. We'll pay you back ASAP. And Max says, no, you'll pay me back as soon as possible. He doesn't know that ASAP basically is just that. And he also adds there are interest payments. And they're like, what? And he flops down on Jackson's bed and says, take an interest in me. Yeah, he's like, until then you'll have to make interest payments. And <laughs> Ramona doesn't know what that interest payments mean. Like, yeah, basically you're paying not just what you owe, but you're paying a percentage on top of that. So Max says, show interest in me. <laughs> and he wants them to give him a foot massage. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> Gross. I love the audience reaction to Max <laughs> when he says it. Show interest in me. When Max suggests a foot massage, Jackson's like, I'm not rubbing your feet. And Max is like, all right, fine. Let mom find out about her virus-infected laptop. And Ramona says, better get to rubbing, bro. And Jackson tells her, oh, I'm not doing this alone. And Max is like, hey, people, relax. I got enough feet for both of you. Max is like, gosh, it's awfully quiet in here. How about some, uh, this little piggy? Look like they're about to break his toes. They're like, this little piggy went to Marty. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. There's no need to rush. Yeah, he's like, gentle. You two need money? It's your lucky day. <laughs> I happen to have money. Lots. Nobody calls you J-Money. 
calls you J Money. <laughs> Where'd you get all that cash? Birthdays, Christmases, allowances, lemonade stands, couch cushions. We get it back. The dryer, car seats, fans, pockets, and wishing fountains. I jump in after people leave. <laughs> so, how much do you need? Fifty dollars. Here we go. Fifty-two lupus. <laughs> wow, thanks, Max. We'll pay you back ASAP. No way. You pay me back as soon as possible. <laughs> and until then, you have to make interest payments. What does that mean? Show interest in me. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's back. She also went to Target and she had so, she said, oh, this was so easy. I also asked myself, what would Kimmy do? And Stephanie says, and you know what you did? And Kimmy just like, no, what did I do? Yeah, she, Stephanie tells her, you got the perfect addition to an Indian themed party. And Kimmy's surprised, like, I did? Of course I did. <laughs> and of course it's in the backyard. Hmm. Oh, good, you're back. The guests are going to be here in a couple hours. So I went to Target like you suggested. It was so easy. Oh, and I had so much extra time, I did indeed ask myself, what would Kimmy do? And do you know what you did? <laughs> no, what did I do? You got the perfect addition to an Indian-themed party. I did? Of course I did. It's in the backyard. Come here. You are going to love it. Oh. Well, it's not in the backyard anymore. Aw. An adorable cow. Holy cow. <laughs> Where did you get it from? How did yes, you get it exactly. there? Exactly. It's a sacred cow. In the kitchen. Look, you can see the broken fence around its neck. It's obvious I didn't invite her in. This is not what Kimmy would do. Oh, this is exactly what Kimmy would do. You don't know me at all. You have cheesecake first. Do you have a problem with a cow? <laughs> Kimmy, no. This no. is going to look Just in the backyard. It's going to be. Oh, Still not my cow. Yeah, sure, Max. Go on. She, she's like a big puppy. 
She's gonna have a cow. It's not my cow. Get it outside. I get this thing out of here. I have no idea. This is my What's first that? cattle drive. Hold on, it's here. Maybe it is my cow. So, yeah, that was a fun scene. Um, I just kind of wanted to briefly touch on it. That's kind of how I'm going to do this with some of the episodes. <laughs> oh, and, it, yeah, of course you get Shorty the donkey vibes because he was in the kitchen. Rocket the horse I believe did go into the kitchen to get out to the backyard, but we never saw him in the kitchen. It's mainly in the living room. Let's see. Uh, there was also Ginger the monkey. There was other one. Scruffy the pig. I think that's it. For the animals, anyway. Was I missing someone? Yeah, that elephant we saw at the front door and then at in the backyard, so we never saw the elephant in the house. But yeah, the kid's reaction to seeing <laughs> the cow, and of course it's a dairy cow, so not exactly the same kind of cow for, you know, the culture and everything like that, so. And of course I loved the, <laughs> the whole family's trying to hide this cow from DJ as she's Really, she's only oh, she's upset because again, you know, she's telling them Matt's dad gave the business to Matt instead of me. I still want my dreams to come true. I'd like to own my own clinic. 
And they're all, oh, yeah, 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 we think that'll definitely happen. You know what? You should take that bath and that nap upstairs. Of course, when she drops the spoon, when she sits down at the, tab the table, and everyone's like, oh, I'll get it. She's like, no, I'll get it. And the cow is literally laying on the kitchen floor. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> also, when DJ asks, who farted? All of them raise their hand. And she just assumed that it was Kimmy's cow. Like, yeah, it definitely sounds like something Kimmy would do. Everyone assumes it's Kimmy's cow. Who are all these people? They can't all work at the clinic. <laughs> Max with his turban. Jack and Ramona. Max, when we borrowed that money, we didn't know we were going to be your full-time servants. <laughs> yeah, we already washed your bike, checked under your bed for monsters. Silence! <laughs> you will have your freedom back as soon as you pay me my money. Are those grapes? Why aren't they in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Aww, Swami baby. Tommy with his hot mummy. Where did you get that hat? Turban Outfitters? That's funny. Hey, how come you didn't return any of my calls? I want to talk to you about the business. Yeah, sorry, I've been figuring things out, and I think it's time for me to do my own thing. Wait, you thinking about leaving? We don't even get to talk about this? I need you up here, son. Namaste, everyone. I'd like to raise a glass to my son, Matt, who is taking over Harmon Pep Care. To Matt. And of course, I'd like to thank Dr. DJ Fuller for seven years of helping me out. DJ, come say a few words. Helping him out. Oh, thank you. And you're welcome, Dr. Harmon, for seven years of helping you out. And as you call it. After careful consideration, I've decided to open up my own pet clinic. So I'll, I'll be moving on. But please continue to enjoy the party. Stephanie, this party's a dud. It's not my fault. DJ bummed everybody out. No, it's not just that. Your sacred cow got into the curry and we're about 15 minutes away from Calmageddon. Oh, God! <laughs> uh, oh, they dressed the cow pretty. the last straw. What now? I just said, this is the last straw. <laughs> Kimmy, it's time for us to ask, what would Stephanie do? Fine. What would Stephanie do? Well, in all my years of DJing, I have learned that one thing always brings people joy. Dance. Dancing. 
So the whole backyard is, you can't even tell it's a backyard. There's so much stuff back there. It is very, very busy looking. And I love how Ramona and Max basically wheel, Ramona and Max, Ramona and Jackson wheel Max out on what is probably a radio flyer wagon that's covered with a pillow and a satin sheet and everything. He's got a little, he makes me think of the Sultan from Aladdin only without the white beard. <laughs> and yeah, Jackson and Ramona did not sign up to be his full-time servants. Because Ramona says, look, we washed your bike, we checked under your bed for monsters, what more do you want from us? He's like, hey, I'll give you your lives back once you pay me what you owe me. Until then, oh, look, there's grapes. Why aren't they in my mouth? This kid, the audience, and I absolutely love this. Because <laughs> they have these big palm leaves and they're like waving them in front of Max's face for air, even though they're outside. <laughs> and Tommy with his adorable yellow turban. So, so cute. This irritates me. DJ's boss, the way he says, you know, that, you know, he's leaving the clinic to Matt, of course. But the way he says, and DJ Fuller for seven years of, and I put this in quotes and so does she, helping me out. Is that what you call it? Seriously, seven years. So she's work, been working there for just about as long as Max has been on this earth. I just, that would irritate me. It's like you put in the time, you got the experience, you thought, like, it seemed like this guy was going to leave her her business, or his business, but he just kind of turned and like, oh no, my son's, you know, going to be dating you, so I'll leave him the clinic, which it's totally up to him, it's his business, but I just, I don't like how he said helping me out all these years. I'm just, yeah. So I, you know, she is well within her right. Like, um, I am going to be moving on. Of course, Dr. Harmon is surprised at that. And it seemed like Matt was like, oh, we can't even talk about this. And look, DJ wants to start her own clinic. So that's totally within her right. And... Now, everyone, it just seems like, are these people just people that have visited the clinic with their pets? I'm not sure who all these people are. But they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, have, I don't know. Anyway, DJ and Stephanie are like, she's really bumming out the party. Stephanie's like, hey, I've been DJing for years. I know the one thing that brings people out of their funk is dancing. So she really jumps in, she jumps into it, starts... This is a choreographed dance with everybody, just Stephanie and Kimmy. Matt gets into it. DJ comes in and gets into the dance. And it just, definitely with Fuller House, there is a lot of dancing. And this is just season one. We also have a dance routine in season three's episode with the best summer ever. Also, the choreographed dance in season five's proposal episode with episode with Steve proposing to DJ. <laughs> so much dancing. I don't think there was ever <laughs> really dance between the cast, unless you want to count the I think we're alone now, Joey, Stephanie, and DJ dance from season two in the Joey Gets Tough episode. But 
that would be stretching it. I love how the whole cast is into this dance. This just sounds like so much fun to hear how this was choreographed, the work that went into it. It just, it just sounds like it would be so, oh, oh, yeah, totally forgot. Season five, there's an episode with DJ's amazing birthday race where the kids and Tommy, who's like four at that point, they do this new kids on the block type dance. It's so cute. Yeah! Everyone's hugging. It's so cute. Thank you. Thank you, Gibbler style. What a party. And because I am forsaking all material possessions, I am giving you a very large bonus. Oh, thank you. Well, you thought of everything in the sacred cow, the happy dance, even valet parking. We didn't have valley parking. Oh boy. Oh, I've had a guy to steal my car. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy. That's not good. Well, uh, I, I guess the universe wants you to walk home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. This is the biggest tip Gibbler Styles ever gotten. Turns out you did a great job. Thank you, Stephanie. Go give her Stephanie. some of that. She you know, helped. I used to think of you as DJ's annoying little sister, but you're actually a talented, creative, beautiful young woman. Well, thank you. And I, I used to think of you as a goofball. <laughs> oh, she wants a hug. And, and I still do. Yeah, pretty much. I like your honesty. Would you like to be a junior partner at Gibbler style? How would you like to have some of oh. that? Bonus? Can I get a dental plan and a company car? How about a toothbrush and a bus pass? <laughs> I'm in. Put it there, partner. Junior partner. Mm -hmm. hey, so, yeah, apparently <laughs> the guy, you know, he says, I'm giving away all my material possessions, you know, because he's going to India. And he says, I'm giving you a large bonus. It's like the cow, the the, the decorate, just everything is just so great. The valet parking. And Kimmy says, we didn't have valet parking. And he's like, oh, no. I just paid a guy to steal my car. Ah, oh, no. And I love Stephanie's response. Well, I guess the universe wants you to walk home. <laughs> uh, but I'm just, part of me feels like, Kimmy should give something to Stephanie. She did help. I mean, if it weren't for her, she wouldn't have had that. I I don't know. Kimmy could have come out. She might have. But um, the cow, that was all Stephanie. I really thought she was going to. She she better give her some of that bonus. Because that's unfair. But hey, she agrees to like, hey, you want to partner with me? And Stephanie's like, do I get a dental plan and a company car? And Kimmy says, well, no. I can get you a toothbrush and a bus pass. Uh-huh. All right. So let's hope that Max kind of wraps this whole thing up. He's like, hey, guys, come over here. And Jackson says, oh, great. Now, what do you want? A kidney? Hey, guys, kill the cow. Oh, now what do you want? A kidney? <laughs> Yes. Be at peace, my children. <laughs> and we don't have to pay you back? 
Uh, you, peace. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, really. You still owe him fifty dollars. DJ, I don't want you to leave Harmon Pet Care. Well, I really don't want to either, but I think it's time. Yeah, but we are too good of a team to break this up. So listen, this is what I've been trying to tell you all day. I want you and I to be partners. Oh. 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 <laughs> Let's run the clinic together, fifty-fifty. You really want to give me half the business? Yes. Harmon Fuller Pet Care. Or Fuller Harmon Pet Care, as long as we still do pet care. Is that a good idea? Mixing business with pleasure? Well, if it doesn't work out. Fine so far. Well, I really do love all our clients and all our pets. They're like a second family to me. And I really love working with you. Yeah, I am pretty great. So was that a yes, partner? That's a yes, partner. Well, now that we're done with the business, can we mix in a little pleasure? So, he, yeah, Matt doesn't want... Well, of course, let's get to Max and Jackson and uh, Ramona. He's like, hey... I've really had time to think about this. Life is too short. So how about I stop bossing you around? And of course Jackson's like, oh, so we don't have to pay you back. He's like, no, you still have to pay me back. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like, you're not going to, come on, guys, between the two of you, it's like $25 each. It's not a big deal. I'm sure you guys are good for that. Just clean some stuff and paying back through your allowance. Simple, simple. I mean, he knows where you live. You live in the same house. And Matt finally tells DJ what he's been wanting to tell her, which is, hey, I don't want you to leave. And even though she says, I think it's best that I do, it's time. He says, I want to, I want us to be partners to work the business 50-50, Harmon Fuller Pet Care or Fuller Harmon Pet Care, as long as there's pet care. And she's like, oh, 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 okay, that's great. Yeah, because, you know, she likes their clients, their pets. It's like a second family. And she even asked, like, is it best to mix, mix, you know, business and pleasure? And I was just thinking not either of them thought, what if this our relationship doesn't work out? What if things go south? We all know, guys, we've all seen the five seats. We've seen them all. Or if you haven't yet, spoiler alert, fast forward like 30 seconds. Once their relationship ends in season three and then she gets together with Steve, then I believe Matt does have a separate pet clinic. He kind of moves away from that. And then I think he comes back and they just kind of share, you know, same partnership and everything like that. So that's just in the back of my mind. Which is so, And then, of course, they dance. Everyone's dancing, and that's how the episode ends. I thought this was such a cute episode. Gosh. Um, if I had to choose between a giant leap and this one, ooh, uh, so there are aspects of this one that I really enjoy. I'm going to say... I think I might go with this one because I really like the outfits were really, really cute in this episode. Um, so I'm not going to go with Max this time around. I think, well, 
of the three kids, I really liked Ramona's outfit. And then Max, and then baby Tommy. I'm sorry, Jackson's was just like kind of a pale bluish gray, just simple frock. Of the ladies, I gotta say Stephanie's outfit for the dance, for the party, Kimmy's, and then DJ's. <laughs> you know, for best outfit. Worst outfit, um... As cute as Tommy's turban was, it's like, ah, the color, the yellow, buttery, yellowish, canary yellow kind of clashed with his skin tone. So I'm like, mm, worse outfit for that. Um, yeah, I, I, see, uh, fuller teachable moment for this episode. I think that if you can work together with somebody, share business 50-50. If you can mix business and pleasure while, you know, dating and co-running a business together, then I say the more the merrier. Go for it. When it comes to borrowing money from somebody, um, make sure there aren't strings attached. <laughs> Just work out something like, hey, I'll pay you back in installments, or just work something out, but don't go and basically hold that over someone's head. Don't years down the road say, remember the time you asked me to borrow money, or you asked to borrow money from me, or just stuff like that. It's like, just do it, pay it back, just be done with it. You don't need to hold it over someone's head. Come on. I mean, we're all here. We're all people here. Um, anything, uh, other than that, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it as far as for the, uh, fuller teachable moment. So looking ahead here to Fuller House, we will be next week focusing on the very last episode I have to cover of season one, which is season one, episode 12, save the dates. DJ has a date with her past that catches her off guard. And Kimmy's date with Fernando is nothing but surprises. From there, we will be covering Girl Talk, season two, episode seven, where we see Gia again. December 9th, 2016 is when it aired. Kimmy hatches a plan to reunite and relaunch the girls' childhood band. Girl Talk, a vengeful video making fun of Ramona, goes viral. Ooh. All right. Again, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast, these podcast episodes, or podcast episodes, these two episodes. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I'll be back next week with, uh, Save the Dates and Season 2's Girl Talk, where we meet Gia. For the first time since season eight of Full House. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, everyone.